We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon. Welcome to Fox River, everybody. We are just so glad that you're here with us. It's a great weekend that we've been having. Um, yesterday was No Regrets Around here. We had hundreds of men that come, it came out for that. Um, very powerful experience. Today, if you're here, if you're joining us online, we had our first you know, proposal that's going on in here. And how many were crying? Come on. Oh, oh. How many are just going like, yeah, way to go that way. A um, lot of fun. And we get to step into something that I think is going to be very, very powerful for us with this brand new series. You may be familiar with what's called the butterfly effect. The butterfly effect basically says that if a butterfly flaps its wings in Chicago, that it can cause a tornado in Tokyo. First time I heard about butterfly effect, I'm like, wow, that's cool. Then I saw a butterfly go by and I'm like, like. <gasps> But catastrophe is going to be happening now. Here's the thing about butterfly effect. It's not true. I mean, it sounds like, you know, cool, but um, you can just put a line right through the butterfly effect. I don't want to talk to you about the butterfly effect, but I do want to talk to you about the domino effect and the power that you're going to find within the domino. Now, if you're wondering, what does that mean then anytime you want to know what something means, you go to YouTube to find out. So I'm going to take us to YouTube real quickly, and I think it's going to set us up to go from there. Check it out. Everybody knows about playing with dominoes, but what you may not know is that a domino can knock over another domino, which is about one and a half times larger. So what I have here is a chain of dominoes. Each one is one and a half times larger than the previous one. And the smallest domino is about five millimeters high and one millimeter thick. And I will carefully place it. And there are 13 dominoes. And the largest domino, it weighs about 100 pounds and is more than a meter tall. Ready? was 13 dominoes. If I had 29 dominoes, the last domino would be as tall as the Empire State Building. This is the domino that starts it all. And that's what we're going to be starting because it's starting with us this weekend. For those of you who weren't you know, quick on the physics, this domino has the potential within it to knock over a domino that's 50% bigger. We saw what 13 could do, but did you catch 29, if that just continued, 29 dominoes is enough to take down something the size of the Empire State Building. That's 102 stories high. So I am going to be extremely careful as I set this here. <laughs> I may be more excited about this prop than I have about anything I've ever had up here before. Here's the, here's the maxim that we're going to work from. It seems so simple, but that doesn't mean it's simplistic. In fact, it is extremely powerful. I want you to read it with me, if you would, please. Ready? Little things can produce big results. One more time. 
Little things can produce big results. If you happen to be reading with us in the verse of the day, last Wednesday, Jesus spoke into this, and he said, if you're faithful in little things, then God will open up great things or big things for you as well. But if you are not faithful in the little things, then God is not going to be opening up greater things for us. In this series, we will look at five little things that can produce great results, big results in us, around us, in our community as well. So I want us to look at the first one together now. If you have a Bible, let's take it and turn to John chapter 1. If you can pull that up on your phone, cool. If, you have, if you're going to use a pew Bible, if you don't have another Bible with you, please use a pew Bible and turn with me to page 1510. While you're turning there, I just want to say real quickly, if perchance you don't own a Bible, we'd like to take the opportunity to give you the one that you've got in your hands right now. So um, bring it back with you. We'll help you with the page number and, and to really begin to get into God's Word and discover that you can understand this for yourself and there's some some powerful, powerful things that are in here just waiting for you. We're going to pick it up in verse number 35 that says this. The next day John was there again with two of his disciples. Now he's referring to, to John the Baptist or John the Baptizer. You've probably heard him before. So you've got two Johns that are here. John who is the writer of the gospel. So these, you know, autobiography or it's a biography of Jesus close disciple of Jesus, so that you got John, and then you got John the baptizer. So John the baptizer was there with two of his disciples. When he, John the Baptist, saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and they saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about, what time? About four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You'll be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Question, what is the one thing, what is the little thing that Andrew did? What's the little thing that he did that ended up producing big results? Andrew, yeah, Andrew invited. He invited his brother. Now, if we kind of you know, step back into the story... What I want to remind you as we go through it is these are real people in a real place, real point in history. Andrew and John happen to be close enough to John the Baptist, who was extremely popular at this point. Thousands of people were coming to him. Thousands were being baptized by him at the Jordan River. They happened to be close enough to him when he caught that it was Jesus himself that was walking by. And John was just kind of like... That's Jesus. He is one. He is the Lamb of God. Andrew looks at John. John looks at Andrew and kind of like, did you hear what, you know, what John the Baptist just said? It's kind of like, we got to check this out. Because that's what we would do, right? Like, we got to check this out. So they, John and Andrew, they begin 
stalking Jesus. I mean, they're, like, they're creepers. Like, they're just going to creep in along there. Get real people, real times, you just got to put yourself in that place. So they're just kind of like, you know, nonchalantly just following Jesus. To which point, Jesus just stops, turns and says to them, do you want something? Here the creepers are. I mean, you talk about awkward moment. It's kind of like, ah. So what do you do when you're kind of put on the spot? You just, like, the first thing that comes in your mind, you just blurt out. So one of them just says, uh, hey, where do you live? <laughs> if you're creeping on somebody and they turn and look at you, don't say, where do you live? <laughs> Jesus, probably cracking up like we are, says, why don't you come and see? So he puts out the invitation. This is, these are Jesus' invitation. Come and see. So they did. He's probably staying in Bethany, closest place in vicinity right there. And this moment, this day, event, it was just locked into their minds forever, which is why they made that, you know, the statements like it was about four in the afternoon. There are some events in our lives that we could go back to right now and say, I could take you to the time and the place. And you see it. And it's like, and I remember exactly when it was. Well, that's when this whole thing started. So they walked to Bethany. I mean, the day ends there at 6 o'clock, literally. Jewish day ends at 6 o'clock, which is when they'll have a dinner meal. So they get to wherever Jesus is staying. And Jesus, as was his custom with people, it's kind of like, um, hey, it's dinner time. You guys want to you know, you eat with me? And they're like, uh, yeah, sure. Quick aside, if you want one of the best ways to share good news with somebody else, you want the best way to get to know somebody, when the, want the best way to evangelize somebody, then just sit down and have a meal with them. Say, hey, you want to, let's get something to drink. Let's get something to eat together and then just kind of talk, which is what they did. They talked through dinner, which now it's way into the dark. And Jesus, rather than going like, uh, you guys can leave now. No streetlights in those days, by the way. He's like, um, you can crash here if you want. They crashed. Next day they got up. And in those few hours they spent with Jesus, there was such an impact that had been made on them. I mean, Andrew especially. Andrew was like, I have to tell someone, and someone in particular, I gotta find my brother and tell him. Do you remember what it was like when you, I'll use the word found, when you found or discovered Jesus, I remember what it was like for me. I was, I was like just overtaken with this with joy and the impact that Jesus was making on me. Now, the event, I lived in Rockford. It was at a retreat that I, this whole thing took place and I received Jesus. It was 75 miles away. Here's the bad news. I was so excited. This is good news. I was so excited. I, as soon as I got back to Rockford, I began you know, just telling my friends. I got Jim, and I got Kevin, and I got Don, and I got Bob. I mean, as soon as I could, I just said, hey, this is what happened to me over this weekend. I started talking about Jesus. Now, I was dumb as a spiritual rock at this point. I knew nothing other than the fact that I had opened myself up to Jesus. And they're just kind of like, like, whoa, we didn't expect that from you. And here's the sad part. At this point in my life, I had no place to invite them. I didn't know what to tell them. I didn't have any place to take them. Now with Andrew, 
He had that same love of excitement, but he knew where Jesus lived. So he went and he got his brother, Simon, said, hey, Simon, you got to come with me. And he convinced him. Simon comes and he gets to Jesus, the place where Jesus is staying. Jesus may have been out on the porch and he sees them and he's just kind of like, hey, Simon, what's up? And he goes like, tell you what, from now on, I'm going to call, I'm going to rename you right now. I am going to call you, and he called him Cephas, translated means Peter, which in essence means rock. So he just goes like, hey, Simon, that's a boring name. How about if I call you Rocky? (laughs) Why did Jesus do that? I mean, just to shake things up? No. So cool, isn't it? That Jesus not only sees us for who we are right now, but he sees what we can be and what we can accomplish. We'll just open ourselves up to him. Simon, who's just a fisherman, at this point Jesus goes, I see in you somebody who could become one of the greatest leaders of my church. And he did. I see in you somebody who could open up, literally, the world to the gospel, the good news of everything that's going to take place. And Peter did. All. All of that through Andrew's little invite. Hey, Simon, would you come and see Jesus with me? How many here have ever been invited? Now, I'll qualify the invite. How many ever invited to a place? Maybe it was a church, maybe it was a meeting, maybe it was a small group, maybe it was a dinner, whatever. But you were invited to the place where you found Jesus. Or you were invited to that place that became the catalyst for you, for your spiritual growth, and for life change. How many of you ever got an invite to a place like that? Can I just hands, raise them up high? Everybody, all over, okay. You know, vast, vast majority of us in here. If I beg the question, could you think with me for just a minute, what if they didn't invite you? What if the person that did, didn't? They said, yeah, I don't think they'd come anyway, so I'm just not going to invite them. I can only imagine... Truly, I can only imagine what my life would be if I hadn't been invited to the place where I would find Jesus, if I hadn't been invited to a place that, is going to become, that became a catalyst for God's working in my life. Truth, it is the heart of God to invite. Now, I don't say that to go like, so he says, so invite, like it's in God's heart for us to invite. No, he's, I'm saying it is in God's heart himself to invite. Jesus, his invitation was this over and over again. Come and see. When Jesus was on there, like, hey, why don't you come? Why don't you have dinner with me? Hey, come on, let's get something to drink together. Come and see. Ask questions, investigate, push back, express your doubts, share your fears, but Come and see, and then you can make a decision. Jesus says, come. Look what God the Father, look what the Spirit of God says. If you have a Bible, 
take it now, and I want you to turn with me to Revelation 22.17, which may sound like that's an intimidating place to go. Revelation 22.17. And you'll notice I don't have a page number up here. So if you're using the Pew Bible, go to the last page. Because this is the last page of the Bible. And in the last page, you'll find in these last five verses, you have the entire book of Revelation that is just now summed up. In fact, in these last five verses, you have the entire Bible that's summed up. So you may want to read all of these a little bit later today. Verse 17 says this. It says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. The Spirit is referring to the Spirit of God, God Himself. The Bride... That's everyone that has personally received Jesus that will make up, that comprises what's referred to as the bride of Christ. So the spirit and the bride say, come. And you notice the exclamation point there? It's not just like, hey, you know, come if you want, but it's like the spirit and the bride say, come. So would you read that with me? The come part, just the come. The spirit and the bride say what? Come. come. And let the one who hears say, Come. And he goes on to say, let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take of the free gift of the water of life, eternal life, forgiveness, relationship with God. The Spirit says this, would you come? God is inviting. Interesting that John, the John who was with Andrew, the very first words that John heard from Jesus were these, come and see. And John gets to record these words. It's like the last thing he hears from Jesus at the same time. It's that same invitation that's coming. Jesus says, what you come? And the power of the invitation continues to ring out and to change the world. This year, 2020, is our 20th anniversary here at Fox River. We have a theme this year. theme is EOBO you got to be careful how you say it because you can come out like E-O-B-O. And who wants to be left with B-O, right? So you got to get the whole thing there, E-O-B-O, which means everyone, bring one. And the significance of the theme really can't be grabbed just if you start like a cold start here. Let me tell you the significance of a theme or the importance of what we're talking about today. We've got to go back a couple of years, so we're going to go to 2018. If you happen to be with us then, we began something called Momentum. And in Momentum, we said, we are going to pray, live, and give in new ways. So that became, that was our focus of Momentum. We put before us a vision, and we began to watch what happened when together we pray, live, and give in new ways. If you're with us, this will be just a little bit of like a look back. If you weren't with us, here's just a little bit about what happened over these last couple of years. So you can check this out. I'd say dry. I wasn't sure if prayer would be something that God heard. I never understood what having a relationship with God was about. I didn't understand that you need you needed and you could have a conversation with him. We started to pray for momentum and what that's going to look like. As we prayed and prayed for each other, um, I got to see James 5:16 work out right in front of my eyes. James 5, 16 says, confess your sins to one another 
and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Every time I think about how I get to do this with people, it just brings me to tears. Here I am, this little person, little Linda, who can speak to the God of the universe. Yet, I'm the same little girl who gets to go crawl up on his lap and call him daddy. I've been a Christian all of my life, but I really struggled in the intimacy and the close relationship with the Lord, but I understand love in a whole new way. My verse is Matthew 5, 4, which is, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. The day my mom passed away, that was the verse of the day. Um, so it just felt very loud to me that God was with me that day, um, for that to be the verse. I started to pay attention to this. I've noticed a lot of positive changes in my life, and I feel good for a change. I feel good. I got a tattoo in honor of her, and I put the Matthew 5 4 on there so that I would always remember that God is with me. I wanted to be baptized because I have a new belief in, uh, in God. Um, he's, he's renewed my faith. Uh, in the last year, we've gone through quite a few struggles, and uh, He's proven to me that he is uh, who he says he is. I put on my heart one morning, if you take a stack of 10 quarters, and you look at the stack of 10 quarters, and, and you take one away. If your eyes were closed when I took that one away, you wouldn't notice that you're missing 10%. And after we had committed that we were gonna tie that of my next paycheck that Friday, I found out that Friday morning that I was being promoted, like, immediately. That came with a 20% pay raise. Totally unexpected, not asked for. So again, I'm just crying out like, thank you, God. kind of cool, isn't it? If you're there with us, you go like, yeah, I remember that. But we had a vision behind what we were doing, and the vision was this, that through momentum, together, we were going to put 10,000 unique expressions of love into our community each and every year. And you know what? We have. We had this vision that through momentum, just together, as we were doing these three things, that we'd see 1,500 people that had not opened their lives up yet come and discover Jesus and open their lives up to him. And that happened. 2019, as we're in momentum, we said, what if we all together, and we jump to, let's go to the next one, one MV, one million verses. And so together we said this, hey, let's all do this. Let's, let's download you version. And then let's read together the verse of the day. In fact, most of us have it just sent to them. And if you haven't done that yet, we want to invite you, because we're still doing it. I mean, we didn't stop in 2019. But download your version and get the verse of the day. Because what we discovered was this. All of a sudden, there was a synergism that was taking place. And it was happening personally in us. Just a little, I mean, it was such a little thing. Just download that, get a verse of the day. And there's these big things that were taking place. 
was changing us, changing lives. So now when we come to 2020, as we approach this, like, really, really carefully, really, really prayerfully, it's like, what is that one thing that if God, you know, put in front of us and had us do together? Something, you know, just the, you know, that one little thing that could make all the difference in the world, in us and through us. And it was this. Everyone bring one. And you go like, does that mean everyone bring one to church? Sure. Everyone bring one to group with them? Okay. Everyone bring with them on a serve team or as we're going into the community? That works. Everyone bring one to Jesus? That becomes our prayer. And if we'll do that one thing, what a difference that we're going to begin. That the first domino that starts this cascading effect of God's working. A couple statistics that I just can't shake. First time I read this, I was nauseous. I mean, I just like, when I read this, only 2% of Christians ever invite anybody even to come to church with them. Tom Rainer was the one that reported it was 2013. It was in facts that LifeWay, that LifeWay put out. What do you think when you see that? I mean, you're just like, no. No, that can't be. Especially when you couple it with this next one. That 82% of unchurched people say that they would attend if a friend invited them to come. But then only 2% would do it. Don't you feel as Jesus feels about this? Like, we can't let this ride. That 2%, we gotta flip it. In fact, rather than being satisfied if 98% of us were inviting, we need to say that 100% of us need to put before ourselves this one thing before God. God, this year would you help me to EO, BO, that I can be one that brings one. And for sure, I can be one that invites one. And whether or not they come, well, we'll see how that goes. I know for some, we lack a starting point. It's like, my heart is so yes, guy, but my mind is like, I don't know. I'm not, I, I just feel like I'm failing before I start. So a couple of really quick helps. Because I want you to know, you can do this. It begins with this. Just remember. Remember to remember. Remember that you were invited. And when you were invited, it wasn't that somebody's twisting your arm, at least I hope not. But you realized that it was like, yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, that cares. And you didn't even know for sure what you're being invited to, but somebody invited you. Remember that you are a recipient of grace. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything for it. But the impact that God has made in your life. In fact, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Every one of us would say the same thing, right? It's by the grace of God that we are what we are. And his grace to us is not without effect. It's not a wasted thing at all. God's at work in us. Remember how good it was to receive Jesus. When, when Peter remembered Andrew, he didn't go like, I can't believe you bugged me by asking me to go and see Jesus. Every time he remembered, it was just kind of like, Andrew, I am so thankful that you did that. Which brings us into the next two. From there, you can invest and invite. Investing is about the why. 
Why EOBO? It's because our heart is people. And our message is Jesus. And understand this, there are not generic people. When we say our heart is people, we're talking about we're caring. If our heart is people, it means my heart's for those that I work with. They may be mean, they may be crazy, but it's like, hey, these are, these are people that I'm, I'm just you know, in this circle of influence with. It means my neighbors, it means my relatives. And when I care for them, it's like, I'm gonna listen to what's going on. They're going through a difficult time, I'm just gonna go like, I am really sorry to hear that. I'm gonna tell them at times, can I pray for you about what it is that you're going through? And just so they understand, I care. If I can help, I will help. When somebody cares, you all know this is true. Our heart just opens up, right? And a person becomes receptive then to an invitation. I mean, if you just invite somebody you don't care about, good luck with that. But when I invest and then I invite, or when I care and invite, that's when things begin to happen. And the thing about inviting is this. You just got to remember, you got to remember you need to ask. You can tell people like, hey, I was at church this past weekend. It was amazing. You know, there's people proposing and there's confetti blowing up. And like, it's amazing. And people go like, cool. And, like, and they'd be sincere like, oh, that, that sounds really cool. And then they just go their way and you'd go your way. Telling them about what you experience isn't an ask. You just got to finish it up. They're like, it was amazing. And hey, would you come with me? Because the way people come to church normally is by being asked. Rarely by being kidnapped. <laughs> but I can't say never. A few years ago, Johnny, Johnny is mid-20s. You looked at me, you just go like, whoa, I mean, you are just an attention getter that way. I'd never seen anybody with as many piercings at one time that way. But Jesus just opened up himself in Johnny's life and he's just in love with Jesus. So he's walking across, I, I'm walking across um, the gym, it's on Mother's Day, and he's like, hey, Pastor Guy, Pastor Guy, Pastor Guy, Pastor Guy, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's Johnny, you know, right? I mean, you can tell, sparkled, like, oh, that's Johnny. He goes, I want you to meet my mom. Now, I kidnapped her to get her here, but I just want you to meet her. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? He said, you know, I invited her out to breakfast on Mother's Day. I just didn't tell her we we're going to church first. <laughs> like, I don't recommend it. <laughs> like, he, he didn't say, I'm taking her breakfast afterwards, so I didn't lie. It's better to ask. Yeah, just ask and invite that way. Because a person many times will say yes to that. Whenever you ask, please, remember the importance of just keeping things personal. Now, you can, you can ask whether it would be invitation, it can be text, phone call, whatever means you choose to ask. But what you want to do with that ask is add this line to it. And the line you want to add to it is this. Would you sit with me? Would you say that once with me? Would you? Now you're like, well, I guess, you know, it's okay. But you got to think about what it's like if you haven't been to church in a long time. Or if you haven't ever been to church. 
And you're asking somebody to come into a place that they don't know the rules, they don't know how the game, you know, like, they don't know any of those things, and it's like intimidating, isn't it? But if you just go like, hey, would you sit with me? You can take all that pressure, you know, right off of them. It's like, oh, okay. That's what I, I say to people with me. I say, hey, I sit in the same place all the time. I sit right over there, so would you sit with me? I do tell them this. When I get up and go on stage, you don't have to come. <laughs> right? Like, so take that right off of it. And they're like, yeah, okay. When it comes to asking, when we get back to the, to the like, can I do this? I just again want you to hear, absolutely. Just so happened I heard a talk that Andy Stanley, Pastor Andy Stanley had did um, on this a couple weeks ago when I was doing some of my thoughts in preparation for this. And this is literally just like, it just rang out to me. It's like, when do you ask somebody to come to church? You're like, if you hear somebody say, we're not in church, it's not going well. I'm not prepared for this. Those are just like little bubbles that just seem you know, like just pop and you go like, God wants me to ask that person. So you can tell a person, hey, I was at church this weekend. It was amazing. And people go like, we don't go to church. And all of a sudden, like, I need to invite them. We don't go to church. Would you go to church with me? And would you sit with me, right? And would you sit with me? It's a great, great opportunity. If you find out things are not going well, it could be personally, maybe a person's going through, you know, a hard time with their kids, or it could be a divorce, or, you know, there's a health crisis, they're trying to deal with, you know, aging parents, all those, it's like, things aren't going well. Can I pray for you? And would you come to church with me? Would you sit with me? We're not prepared for this. We just moved to town. Things are just like bigger than we thought they were going to be. We have a new baby that's coming. We do not feel prepared for this at all. It's like, you know, can I pray for you? And Hey, would you, would you come to church with me? And would you sit with me? Now here's the why that goes with it. Because sure as the world, somebody's going like, why would I come to church? Like, I'm doing great. I don't need to go to church. Why should I go to church? Now you may think of something on the spot or you'd be going like, I'd be scared to death. What if a person said that? So you can write it down. I don't think you need to. I think you're going to remember it. Just tell the person this. They say, why should I go to church? Say, because Jesus makes life better. And he makes us better at life. Truth. Now you know this. Not only does Jesus make life better, but he gives life. But he makes us better at life. You can share this with a person. Why should I go to church? It's because life is complicated. And I know it matters to you. You want to get it right, we want to help. Every single week, as we prepare to be able to, you know, prepare for you to come this weekend, we do it with this in mind. How can we help? How can we help each person that's coming in? How can we make this something that it is so worth the time that I've put into it? And we'll do that for every one of the guests that are coming as well. That's our why. Which leads us to the bigger why. Why is this little thing such a big deal? Because this, as it continues to cascade forward, can change a person's life. Like Peter's. He was never the same after this. Not only changed Peter's life, but it changed a bunch of people's lives. This may change your family. It may change your friend. I mean, there, who knows what all could change as this tips forward. This will keep your heart, if you're a follower of Jesus, aligned 
with his. Would you join him? If you haven't received Jesus yet, Jesus' words today would be this. Would you come? His invite. Would you come and see? In particular, if you're trying to figure out what does it mean to receive Jesus or do I even believe in God? What do I believe about God? Any of those things. I want to invite you to join us at Starting Point. Starting Point is going to take place. It's next week, Sunday, 5.30. It's a gathering that is, it's a safe group in which you can come in and ask whatever questions you have. Many, many people have found faith. Many, many people have just commented on, like, this is where my journey began or it re-began that way. Now, you can sign up if you want. You can go on our, um, the church app or the church website, go to groups. It'll say, what kind of group you're looking for? Say, new to faith, and you're going to find starting point. If you want to sign up, and if you just want to show up, if you just want to bring a friend or two with you as security blankets, that's cool too. But love to have you if you are in that come and see and discover. If you know, you say like, I know I need some stuff, but I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe he's risen again. I know that it's my sin that's broken relationship with God. I just have never been willing to put my faith and trust in him. But you feel the Spirit saying to you today, come. And you're ready to trust him? Then Jesus says, as you come, I will never, ever, ever turn you away. And you can trust him today, and I hope that you will. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you that we have been recipients of an invitation. Some by our families, some by our friends, some by people we didn't even know that well. And what it began, that little thing became something that produced big, big results. For those of us that are followers of yours, Jesus, we just want to say today, we will do our best. And with your help, to EOBO this year. Everyone bringing one, me being able to bring one to you. Help me, Jesus. You haven't received him yet, and you would like to today. Your prayer was this, guy, I believe that he died on the cross, that he's risen again, and that he is the sole means for forgiveness and healing a broken relationship with God that I have. And you're ready to receive him. I'm just going to ask you, would you just lift up a hand, Wave it at me just a little bit so, because it takes a second for me to see it. I can pray with you as you trust him today. Yeah, I see those. Sure, cool. Thanks. As you pray this prayer, Jesus, sincerely, as best I understand this, I open my life to you and I put my faith and trust in you and you alone and what you've done for me, for new life, for your forgiveness. Thank you again, Jesus, for saving grace, for life-giving grace. I just give you praise. Everybody in agreement with this prayer said together? Amen. Amen. Hey, Fox River, for those who have just opened their lives up for Jesus, you want to join with me and sharing what's in God's heart for them as far as like, so cool, so cool. If you did today, I want to encourage you, text me, 555 and the word follow, 555-888, just that word follow. We want to put some resource in your hand. Also, we want to be able to reach out to you. Before you go, would you, I got two asks, would you help me out this week? 
on Thursday, I'm going to head over to Kenya with a small team, and I'm going to do a pastor's conference over there. We're going to have hundreds that are joining us for that. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, would you pray for me and the team as we go, and that it would be a profitable time? And if you would, if it's in your heart, pretty under-resourced men. We've got a resource, costs 20 bucks. We can put a book that's going to help them and their churches into their hands. If you'd be willing to, to help us out with one or two of those, um, you, can, you can do it electronically or in an envelope or just put $20 in those black boxes in back. We're not taking an offering now, so there's no pressure or anything like that. But if, if it's in your heart to help out um, somebody across there, a church across the, uh, the ocean there, then we'd sure appreciate that too. Would you stand with me right now? If you came with a burden, we do not want you to leave alone with that burden. If we can pray with you, we can extend God's grace to you, our prayer team's going to be down front. If you want, just remain in your seat, sit down. We'll come back to you. You want to come up here. Either way, we so want to be able to just take that moment and extend God's grace to you in a very personal way. God bless this week, guys. Um, as we go out next week, we're going to take our next big little thing together. You're not going to want to miss it. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.